So this afternoon we're going to continue working with metta, uh, loving kindness, which Matthew <clears throat> introduced and last night as well as giving us some practice time with that particular Brahma Vihara. So Harriet Tubman, who was the uh, founder and savior who created the Underground Railroad, which brought enslaved people from the South into the North, said this quote, if you hear the dogs, keep going. If you see the torches, keep going. If there is shouting after you, keep going. Don't ever stop. Keep going. If you want a taste of freedom, keep going. So just before engaging the actual practice, I wanted to um, say a little bit, a few uh, reflections on the Brahma Viharas as a whole, because I love the Brahma Viharas. It's actually the practice that uh, fortifies and holds um, the wisdom practices for me. So these four Brahma Viharas, loving kindness or metta, Compassion or karuna, sympathetic joy, mudita, and equanimity, upeka, which we will hopefully get through or two over the course of our time together. These Brahmaviharas are known as sublime because they are the wise or ideal way of conduct towards all living beings. As a matter of fact, they provide an answer to all situations arising from social contact. Check that out. Social contact. One of the biggest areas and domains of our living. They are the great removers of tension, the great peacemakers in social conflict, and great removers of tension the great peacemakers in social conflict and the great healers of wounds suffered in the struggle of existence. They level social barriers, build harmonious communities, awaken slumbering magnanimity long forgotten, revive joy and hope long abandoned, and promote kindness and human connection against the forces of egotism. These Brahma-Viharas are incompatible, incompatible with a hating state of mind. And in that way, they are akin to Brahma. Brahma being the divine but transient ruler of the higher heavens in the traditional Buddhist view of the universe. Brahma is free from hate and therefore as a modeling, when we develop these four sublime states by conduct and meditation, it is said to become equal to Brahma. And these mind states become the dominant influence in our minds. We become Brahma-like. 
They are called abodes or vihara because they should become the mind's constant dwelling place where we feel at home. The Brahma Viharas should not merely be places of short visits that we soon forget. Our minds ought to become saturated by them. It is beneficial for them to become our inseparable companions and it would benefit us to be mindful of them in all our common activities. This quote from the Metta Sutta, which is the song of loving kindness. When standing, walking, sitting, lying down, whenever one feels free of tiredness, let them establish well this mindfulness. This, it is said, is the divine abode. These four qualities of the heart are also known, Matthew spoke to this a bit last night, or yesterday afternoon, as the boundless states, because in their perfection and their true nature, they should not be narrowed by any limitation as to the range of beings towards whom we extend. They should be non-exclusive and impartial, not bound by selective preferences or prejudices. A mind that has attained the boundlessness of the Brahma-Viharas will not harbor any national, racial, religious, or class hatred. Imagine, wait, imagine if this was the operating system <laughs> in our world, how things would be. However, unless we're blessed or lucky enough to be rooted in a strong natural affinity with these mental attitudes, it would be difficult, not easy, to encourage and embrace this boundless application by any deliberate effort of will and to avoid consistently any kind of degree of partiality. To achieve that, in most cases, we must use these four qualities not only as principles of conduct and objects of reflection, but also as subjects of methodical meditation. Methodical meditation practice will help love, compassion, sympathetic joy, and equanimity to become spontaneous. It flows out of the heart-mind without a thought, it will make the mind firmer and calmer in withstanding the numerous irritations and chafings in life that challenge us to maintain these qualities in thoughts, words, and deeds. This is what we're up to yesterday, today, and for the next five days so that when you leave here, you leave with some ability and capacity to pick this up and grow it as part of the practice that you engage with. From the suttas. Here, monks, a disciple dwells pervading one direction with his heart, filled with loving kindness. Likewise, the second, the third, and the fourth direction. So above, below and around. They dwell pervading the entire world everywhere 
and equally with their heart filled with loving kindness, abundant, grown great, measureless, free from danger and harm and from distress. And I won't read all of them, but that applies to all the other three as well. This meditative practice will have two immeasurable effects. First, it will make these four qualities sink deep into the heart so that they become spontaneous attitudes not easily overthrown. And secondly, it will bring out and secure their boundless extension and the unfolding of their all-embracing range. The practice of the Brahma-viharas as given in the Buddhist scriptures teaches that the practice is clearly intended to unfold gradually the boundlessness of these sublime states. They systematically break down all barriers restricting their application to particular individuals or places. If one's practical conduct is increasingly governed by these sublime states, the mind will harbor less resentment, tension, and irritability. And the reverberations of this often so subtly intrude into the hours of meditation, forming there the hindrances of restlessness. We heard, I know I heard in my group today, one of the hindrances that's a big time is sloth and torpor but I'm sure agitation and anxiety is also present. All I'll say about that is that um, over the next days to really allow yourself by being contexted and held uh, by these heart qualities to turn towards and embrace the hindrances as they arise for you. That means the practice is working. Yeah? If you see a hindrance, that means the practice is working and you work with that hindrance. Meditative development of the sublime states will be aided by repeated reflection upon their qualities, the benefits they bestow, and recognizing and recognizing the dangers from their opposites. It is said that the Buddha said, what a person considers and reflects upon for a long time, to that his mind will bend and incline. So just the last uh, piece to read before we get to practice is just uh, defining or bringing forward for you to begin to start to be able to delineate the near enemy of metta, that which looks like metta and masquerades as metta, is attachment. This is when conditional love arises. If A, then B. Expectation is also a near enemy. Love and loving kindness are generous without conditions, without expectations. Loving without an attachment to a certain outcome 
is loving things just as they are. The far enemy of metta is hatred or aversion. Aversion is the pushing away of unpleasant experience. Hatred and anger are the striking out at the unpleasantness of an experience. The intention of loving kindness is not to add one more drop of pain to a painful life. When you think about it, some of our greatest movers were warriors of love. Martin Luther King, Desmond Tutu, Gandhi, all very fierce personalities and very fierce intentionality about what they were trying to bring present into the world. But never from any of these people did we hear anything that approximates hatred or aversion. So we can aspire to modern day models as well. I'm going to read this quote from Martin Luther King. The ultimate weakness of violence is that it is a descending spiral, begetting the very thing it seeks to destroy. Instead of diminishing evil, it multiplies it. Through violence, you may murder the liar, but you cannot murder the lie nor establish the truth. Through violence, you may murder the hater, but you do not murder hate. In fact, violence merely increases hate. So it goes. Returning violence for violence multiplies violence, adding deeper darkness to a night already devoid of stars. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. So let's practice for a bit. Uh, Find your position that supports you, but is very relaxed but alert. And actually with the Brahma Viharas, I mean, it's true of all the practices that we're teaching, but there's kind of a uh, different energy that's needed for concentration practice. Um, but we're doing, you're, we're doing this Brahma Vihara practice not from that perspective so much. It's really, really important to be relaxed, yeah? So adjust your seat, you know, stretch your leg out if you need to and put it back. And remember, as I said yesterday, and um, I think Erin said this morning, I'm not sure, but if you find that as you're sitting, the body becomes too uncomfortable such that it becomes an impediment to practice, then shift, but just shift mindfully. The other thing about the practice we're going to do this afternoon is a receptive practice. Uh, from the interviews this morning, from the meetings this morning, and just from talking to Aaron and Matthew, um, I felt that 
it might really be beneficial and support your practice to offer a restorative, nourishing kind of way of engaging with metta and loving kindness. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do. So getting in your comfortable posture, not straining, connecting with the body, with the breath, having a sense of yourself being here, breathing, comfortable and relaxed. Feel and sense into your body so that your experience is right where you are. We're going to be using our mind to bring in some imagery and memories. And as I said, remember, if anywhere along the line there is an intensity that is too uncomfortable or you're finding yourself adrift, find your way back to the breath or to sound, or to the body. Yeah, so we're going to be calling on the gifts of our own minds. And we can begin by calling in from the past, your childhood, or when you were very young. Someone, only needs to be someone, who was caring someone who showed the quality of love. It could be an animal. It could be a couple of people. Recall the feeling, how good it felt to be near them. Taking a few moments to receive this goodness that this person or this being brought you. If having some difficulty, that's okay. Just be with that feeling for a few moments. Breathing. Letting your heart be touched in any way. Receiving and breathing. Allowing the image to come. Trusting whatever is arising. You don't have to go searching. Whatever memory is coming, trusting. Now moving forward, we're going to begin to create a circle of our benefactors. So let that one be there now and begin to bring in somebody from your ordinary life your life now. Someone who has shown this goodwill, this caring. A loved one, a pet, could even be nature. If nothing or no one is coming, no worries. Just imagine something that brings this good feeling. An object, a place, something that is familiar to you. Visualize the smiling face near yours or the warmth and care that you feel from the environment or this other being. Receive the feeling, the warmth that may be arising in your heart. 
Feel the loving support. Breathing. Envision them sending you a wish for your deepest well-being and happiness. Then begin to invite another benefactor in. And one by one, bring people in who care about you, who show this quality of loving kindness. Receive this into your whole being, like absorbing the warmth of the sun, breathing. And when you feel ready, if you haven't already, invite in your spiritual benefactors, your mentors and teachers, people that embody a great goodness in a way that has influenced you. other holy beings who have inspired you. They can be living or not. Sacred beings, Buddha, Guan Yin, Jesus, Yemeya, Oshun, White Buffalo Woman, or other deities you don't have to have a personal relationship with these people. Perhaps bringing in someone you know from stories or writings. Bring them into your circle now and receive the blessing of their wish for you. gently receiving the wish they radiate, open to this goodness that is all around you. Feel the warmth of their presence. And when you feel ready, I invite you to join them in their wish for you by appreciating yourself, feeling the warmth of your own goodness. Breathe and soften. You may want to mentally repeat the wish for yourself. May I know the deepest well-being. May I be happy and joyful. Affirm the words, connect with their meaning. May I receive this wish. May I be happy. And when you feel ready, 
Extend your appreciation back to your benefactors, extending to them a wish for their happiness and well-being in whatever way feels right to you, whether it is going to each one and wishing them well or taking in your entire circle. May each one of you be happy and peaceful. May you know the deepest well-being and happiness. See if you can feel now this circle of love of giving and receiving, extending and welcoming. Feeling what is here, whatever is here for you. Opening with and to loving kindness as well as you can. And now for the remainder of our sit, right now, let it all go. Drop the words and the visualizations and the images without attempting to hold on to anything or get rid of anything. Just let go. Let go without any frame of reference for your experience right now. Let yourself be. Just let go into this experience. Be at ease. At rest.
in these last moments before the sit ends, sharing with you some contemplations by Nayanaponika Dera on love from the Metta Sutta. Love without desire to possess, knowing well that in the ultimate sense there is no possession and no possessor. This is the highest love. Love without speaking and thinking of I, knowing well that this so-called I is a mere delusion. Love without selecting and excluding, knowing well that to do so means to create love's own contrasts dislike, aversion, and hatred. Love, embracing all beings, small and great, far and near, be it on earth, in the water, or in the air. Love, embracing impartiality, all sentient beings, and not only those who are useful, pleasing, or amusing to us. Love, embracing all beings, be they noble-minded or low-minded, good or evil. The noble and the good are embraced because love is flowing to them spontaneously. The low-minded and evil-minded are included because they are those who are most in need of love. In many of them, the seed of goodness may have died merely because warmth was lacking for its growth, because it perished from cold in a loveless world. Love, embracing all beings, knowing well that we all are fellow wayfarers through this round of existence, that we are all overcome by the same law of suffering. Love, but not the sensuous fire that burns, scorches, and tortures, that inflicts more wounds than it cures, flaring up now at the next moment being extinguished, leaving behind more coldness and loneliness than was felt before. Rather, love that lies like a soft but firm hand on the ailing beings, ever unchanged in its sympathy, without wavering, unconcerned with any response it meets. Love that is comforting coolness to those who burn with the fire of suffering and passion, that is life-giving warmth to those abandoned in the cold desert of loneliness, to those who are shivering in the frost of a loveless world, to those whose hearts have become as if empty and dry by the repeated calls for help, by deepest despair. Love that is a sublime nobility of heart and intellect, which knows, understands, and is ready to help. Love that is strength and gives strength, this is the highest love. 
love which by the enlightened one was named the liberation of the heart, the most sublime beauty. This is the highest love. And what is the highest manifestation of love? To show to the world the path leading to the end of suffering, the path pointed out, trodden, and realized to perfection by him, the exalted one, the Buddha. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.